Hello, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on what time it is when you're listening to this episode of the Teachify podcast. And as always, thank you for listening and welcome back. I hope you are now a regular listener and you've listened to all of the episodes five times. Who knows? It's a possibility. Today, I'm going to talk to you about running, about exercise, and more specifically, about running long distances and training to do so. This is because here in Spain, as of Saturday the 2nd of May, we are allowed to go out and do exercise for up to an hour per day, on your own, or alone, or by yourself, or with the people you live with. And this comes after last Sunday, parents were allowed to go out with their young children to play for the same amount of time daily. I'm sure a lot of parents really appreciated this and uh, enjoyed being outside and having a little bit of freedom. But nevertheless, it was quite controversial. At least it seemed quite controversial on social media. Because on Sunday, I saw a lot of photos of crowded places, groups of people, and, I don't know, random people, randomers, saying, No, this is ridiculous. How can you do that? But there's always going to be controversy. And I guess it was the first step in ending this confinement. And we all want it to end. So... The point of the story is that I can't wait to go out, and I can't wait to go for a run on Saturday. Now, I've been doing exercise at home, in my room or on my rooftop terrace, but as you can imagine, it's not quite the same. I've been doing sit-ups and press-ups and squats, these little things that you can do, but they're not really very enjoyable. Funnily enough, strangely, interestingly, I was actually in the best shape of my life before quarantine, as I competed in my first marathon at the end of February, and I achieved my goal of finishing in less than four hours. And despite wanting to lie down in a hot bath with some beers for an eternity, with how much pain I felt, with how much pain I was in, my legs were aching so much, and I had no flexibility. But I did it. I completed it. And this goes to show how amazing hum human beings are, how amazing our bodies are, and how they can adapt to anything. Now, I'm actually considering running another one in the future. I suppose the competition, the excitement, and the suffering make the whole thing quite an addictive experience. <laughs> I don't know. It's either that, or how desperate I am in quarantine, and how much I want to go outside and go for a run, which I will be able to do soon, and so will you. Now, talking about you, have you ever ran a race? Maybe just 10 kilometers, perhaps a half marathon, or even a full marathon. Let us know if you have done, and if so, how did it feel? How long were you training for it? And most importantly, 
Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Was it、um, a good experience? Do you look back on it and think, wow, that was amazing? That was fantastic. Talking about exercise in general, I believe it's so important, it's vital to our well being, our happiness, and of course, our physical health. I'm sure you all know this, but it's always nice to have a reminder for someone to tell you remember to do exercise. Because the benefits of doing regular exercise are endless. Regular exercise. Is, is a great source of benefits, of advantages. For example, you have more energy, it releases serotonin so you feel happier, it strengthens your muscles and bones, it makes them stronger, it helps your skin health, it makes your skin healthier, it makes you sleep better, and much, much more. So, the bottom line is that everybody should be doing regular exercise. And in my case, I almost always have done. I've always been quite,、um, quite an active person. At school, I was naturally fit and athletic. I played plenty of sports like football, cricket, rugby, tennis. Even though here with tennis, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm horrible. My technique was always really strange and it wasn't very effective. But I also went running and cycling because my dad is obsessed with cycling. And he goes out for hours every day, even now. And he's over 60 years old. And he's probably fitter than I am and most people. What I'm trying to say is that I've always been quite fit. And working at Teachify, I'm used to walking and cycling around Seville to go from one company to another, to go from one class to another. At a company, or I don't know, in a bar, at someone's house. So I'm always moving around. I'm used to doing it. Remember here, ING. I'm used to doing regular exercise. But how did I prepare for the marathon? What did I do? What was my training regime like? Well, it wasn't the most professional preparation, I'll admit, but I did it in my way. Five months before the marathon, I started going out running once or maybe twice a week. And I continued. Until three months before the event, until December, I'd say. During this time, I tried to run fast, but without putting too much pressure on myself. And I'd run between 10 to 20 kilometers, but of course, sometimes less, and I rarely ran 20 kilometers because that's half a marathon. And usually,、um, I would do a shorter run during the week from Monday to Friday and then a longer one at the weekend. And I'd do this whilst listening to some good podcasts, a nice long podcast of like an hour and a half. And I'd tell myself that I'm going to run until I finish the podcast. I also listened to music as well, but that was when I was already very tired and I needed something to motivate me. And well, 
talking about motivation, Christmas was a challenge. It was very difficult. It was very complicated. This is because I, I was drinking a lot more. I was eating a lot more. I was seeing my friends. I had a lot of social events, and all of this was back home in Leeds, which is in the north of England, and it was freezing. So I didn't really fancy running too much. I didn't really feel like running. During this period of time, I didn't always train as much as I should have, or as fast as I was aiming for. But I made myself go out at least twice a week as a minimum. And after New Year's Eve, at the end of the year, and as we entered the year 2020. Great year, by the way. Amazing. <laughs> Here, I I stepped up my routine. I increased the difficulty. I stepped it up, and I made it a bit more challenging by running three times a week without fail, without failing. Here, I reckon that Seville in January and February has the ideal weather conditions with sun, not a lot of rain. And normally between ten to eighteen degrees at most, so perfect weather, at least perfect weather for an Englishman. Well, I continued with this training regime until the week before the marathon, whilst eating lots of carbohydrates, which was a dream, as I adore pasta, rice, bread, and so on. Then the week before the marathon. I rested. I relaxed, and I didn't go running, but I made sure that I was still moving a little bit by walking and cycling. Now, the day of the marathon. How do you think it felt? How did it feel? The day of the marathon. I was pretty nervous, anxious, and the morning of the race, I I felt good, but yeah, I was nervous and I was anxious. But I slept well the night before. I arrived on time in the morning, and with about fifteen thousand people, it was great. With positive energy, and the runners were supporting each other, and spectators in the crowd were cheering us on. Yeah, woo! Don't give up. Keep running. And they had signs, speakers, you know, everything. And as I was running, I started off quite slowly, which was the plan. That was the idea. But if I had wanted to run fast to begin, it would have been impossible anyway, because of all the people. And you couldn't overtake them easily. You couldn't get past them. You would, couldn't run past them. After about five to ten kilometers, though, I sped up. I got faster, and I thought to myself. Hey, this isn't so hard, is it? Because the atmosphere really encourages you to run, and it encourages you to to go faster and have more belief than you normally would do. And you feel great doing it. I, I felt pretty good until I got past the Real Betis Stadium, the Benito. I've forgotten the name. How embarrassing! The Benito Villamarín. <laughs> So I felt quite good from the tenth kilometer to the thirtieth kilometer, more or less, and that's when I hit the so-called wall. A lot of runners talk about it when you hit the wall, 
and my legs were getting heavier. I was lacking oxygen. I felt quite lightheaded, like I could faint, I could fall over and stop. But fortunately, I was close to the end. I was near to the end. So I kept going. And the fact that I had to run past Plaza de España, the most beautiful place in Seville, in my opinion, then past my house, past Alameda, the place I go out most with my friends and have a drink or some food. Well, all of this combined made it feel easier. And then, of course, I ran past the cathedral. The cathedral. So I just about managed to keep my legs moving just enough. I wasn't going as fast as I wanted to at the end, but I wanted to collapse. I wanted to fall over and to jump straight into a swimming pool or the ocean, even better. But I made it. I did it. I'd love to tell you that I sprinted across the finish line, but I'd be lying. But I finished. I finished and it felt amazing. Mentally. Not physically. Because I was in agony. I was drinking lots of water and energy drinks to try and make me make myself feel better. Um, but it was great. It was a great experience. So there you have it. That is a recap of my first marathon. Maybe the last, but maybe not. Because it was an unforgettable experience. And I, personally, can't wait to go for a run at the weekend. Then, perhaps run another marathon in the future. Who knows? Who knows? So, thank you so much to, for listening to my story of my marathon and exercise in general. And remember to listen a couple of times to really grasp the content and memorize some of the difficult words. And, as usual, check out the difficult words I've explained below. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily videos with all of our teachers. Follow us on Instagram for live classes with Mickey and Will every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And how about a joke to finish off? You didn't think I was going to forget, did you? Are you ready? What do you give to a sick lemon? Hmm? What do you give to a sick lemon? You know, sick, like ill, not healthy. What do you give to a sick lemon? Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. Do you get it? Okay. Terrible. I know. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, listen again, again, again. And if you'd like me to speak about anything in particular, let me know. Thank you and teach you fire your life. Bye.